1: Time for here we go, here we go, here we go!
2: Kickoff. with Boomer Asayeson and Mike Valenti.
1: Well, hello everybody. Uh, for the people familiar with us, welcome back. For the new audience, we'll clue you in on what's going on. He is noted, Nassau and Suffolk County Hall of Famer, NFL MVP, noted underwear model. And morning drive dominator in New York. He is Boomer Esiason.
2: Booms, how are you? Uh, Mike, it's great to see you. We must have done well last year for them to ask us back. And by the way, you are a noted uh, Detroit uh, drive time dominator. Correct. So it's great to be working with you again. And nobody knows the spreads. Nobody knows the lines better than you do. I One thing I did, I have to say. I learned a lot last year from you. That's scary, isn't it? And now it's going to come back and haunt you this year. Yes. You won a bet from me last year. I took you out. I paid off the bet. It was a night of luxury. Yes. Boomer Esiason. And now it's time for you to pay the Piper, which will will be. And
1: I have included a clause in the picks to benefit our friend because a birdie told me there were some changes that were requested. We'll get to that. How the show works is simple. We cram an hour of the NFL. Everything you need, one hour, done. Delivered to your phone, delivered to video, whatever you want. We talk every game, every team, every storyline, and we bust each other's chops. So it's a it's a damn good product. Are you ready to roll? Well, I'm ready to roll, man. Bring it on. Eddie, hit us with that sweet production. Let's go to the rundown.
2: The NFL rundown.
1: All right, not bad. All right, let's start out. Super Bowl letdown, and what I mean by it is very rare do you get right back. I know the Chiefs have defied the odds. Eagles, Chiefs, of the two, who are you more concerned has a little bit of a letdown this year? Well, I don't think it's a letdown. I think it's because of the conference that
2: they play in would be the Chiefs. I mean, the AFC is a gauntlet like I have never seen it before. With the quarterbacks uh, from top to bottom, almost every team, with the exception of a few guys at the bottom, Uh, have their legitimate quarterbacks and all think that they have a quarterback that can take them all the way to the Super Bowl. So I think it's a little bit more of a, uh, a difficult road for the Chiefs and for the Eagles. They still have one of the best rosters in football. And Jalen Hurts proved beyond a shadow of a doubt,
1: especially by his performance in the Super Bowl, that He has reached superstardom level. So, two notes because I you, you touched on something I wanted to get to, which is the imbalance. It's the greatest imbalance of quarterback play I've ever seen in my lifetime. Where AFC, you're talking about not just multiple Hall of Famers, you may as many as five, and then the NFC, you have what? It's Jalen Hurts and what? Well, I'll tell
2: you what. It's New Orleans, and the reason it's New Orleans, it's Derek Carr, and you know obviously Josh McDaniels wasn't fully happy with him being unable to finish games yeah. uh, last year, but when you take a look at New Orleans' schedule and you look at their roster. Look at and the now division. You, yeah, but now you also add Derek Carr. I would say probably in 12 of the 17 games, maybe 13 of the 17 games, he is going to be by far the better quarterback on the field, or should be. Well, that's what you're paying him for. No, no doubt. And I, and that's, and I remember in the offseason talking about this. Should Derek Carr come to the Jets or should he go to the Saints? And as a player who has played for the Jets, who works in this, this um, media mega market of New York City, I was like, Derek Carr and his personality need to be re- reunited with Dennis Allen down in New Orleans. Yeah, well, I'm going to work here. Right. And I, and I really do believe that they have the inside track to maybe one of the best records in the
1: NFC just simply because of their schedule. Go to the Eagles for a second, because one thing that bothers me, I don't know where you're at with it, I I just, continuity plays for me, two new coordinators, offensive, defensive, and, look, they're talented. They're going to start a lot of young players on defense. Level of concern
2: there? Yeah, my concern for them is, is exactly what my concern was for Josh Allen last year at this time. He had lost Brian Dayball. And Brian Dayball is a pain in the ass to play for. (laughs) He expects a lot from you as a quarterback as evidence by the way that we saw Daniel Jones kind of like morph into a quality NFL quarterback to the point where they gave him 82 million dollars guaranteed after last season in a season which he only threw 15 touchdown passes but only threw five interceptions and one of those interceptions was a red zone interception in week one against the Titans and Brian Dayball was in his face and he made it abundantly clear that those mistakes are not going to be tolerated anymore. And Daniel Jones grew up before our eyes, so I think he's going to be better this year. But you look what happened to Josh Allen last year. Josh Allen, I think, threw 15 interceptions, which is is a high number, but you can live with it because it's Josh Allen and he's going to create offense, and they still had one of the best offenses in football. But it's where those interceptions oh, occur the worst on the possible field. possible times. Exactly. And that's the loss of Brian Dayball. So I wonder about losing Shane Steichen for Jalen Hurts. The good news is, is that Sirianni is an offensive play caller, and right. he will be able to, you know, obviously still get the best out of Jalen Hurts.
1: All right, let's go off season because the NFL, no one does it like the NFL. There's the season and the off season, and they're covered basically equally. Give me in your mind, at the end of this offseason, end of free agency, end of the draft, and survival of training camp without anybody blowing out an ACL or something, who won the offseason in your mind? Well, the Jets.
2: I mean, they they sucked the complete air out of all the stories for the other 31 franchises. I mean, there were free agent signings all over the place that barely even got picked up because it was all about Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers, and the trade, and the compensation, and the new uh, contract, Uh, That he gave the Jets in order to go out and get some other players and then they signed other players and then they were on hard knocks and they have a show here locally one Jets drive. I mean, it was just insane. You know, they're going he's going to the Met Gala. He's going to Nick games, Ranger games. uh, You know, he's going to Broadway with his teammates. I mean, it has been incredibly like oxygen sucking out of the life of the media that is the NFL for most teams. Now, I know you live in Detroit. I don't know how much you ended up talking about this, but you know Detroit Lions a are bunch. affected by it because of Green Bay.
1: That's why the Lions are going to win the division and host a home playoff game, but we'll
2: get to that later. <laughs> but you will get to that later. But, I mean, by far the Jets won the offseason because of the players they brought in. And, look, they brought a guy in much like Tampa brought in Tom Brady. And he bought all in. He gave every ounce of energy to the Jets that they expected after they met with him that first time out in Malibu.
1: My concern is you might be better served having some of the Broadway performers on the offensive line (laughs) than the current one the Jets have, Boomer. Look, it's a fatal flaw to me. We can get to it. we got all year to banter about it. They've got everything ready to roll. Everything except one thing. I don't know that they can protect him.
2: Okay, so here's the deal. You have your internal offensive line. They're going to be fine. The guards and centers are going to be fine. It really comes down to Mekhi Becton. And if Makai Becton can get back to where he was his rookie season, then they're going to be fine. And here's the other thing that Aaron Rodgers has done for this team. He has spent time with each one of these players, both offensively and defensively, including Makai Becton, to try to bring the best out in them and he has sacrificed his time, his effort, his money to show that he really cares. And, and by doing that, you're setting the example. And I think Makai has bought into it because I'm telling you, he had a – I think it was the third preseason game. I forget who they were playing, but he was basically mauling everybody. Maul, I mean, just completely collapsing the defensive line of who they were playing against. And I'm like, that is the Makai Becton that they drafted, and if he stays healthy and he is a force at right tackle – They're going to be fine.
1: Yeah, then it's a game changer. I got to see it to believe it. Um, All right, I'll give you who I think lost the offseason, and then you can take it away. Indianapolis. Yes. Just help me understand. I have no issue you wanted to take Anthony Richards. Fine. Your way of supporting the young man is to get into a public troll fest with your all-pro running back to the point where your owner goes, Hey, I'm Rich. I'm going to take the money I should be paying you, and I'm going to fly an orca to the Pacific and release it. <laughs>
2: That—that's yeah. Jim Irsay's answer to all of this. This is also the co—the uh, owner that fired uh, my college roommate in the middle of the season last year. So I have a somewhat of an intimate knowledge of what goes on there. Uh, My college roommate would never say anything bad about the owner. Say the name. Very supportive. Frank Reich. Thank you. On my bingo card, I had it, guys. We got a Frank
1: Reich mention. There you go.
2: Well, we're going to get into it anyway because he did (laughs) have the number one overall draft pick who he is starting this week. Yes. Uh, But, you know, so this is an owner who fired Frank and hired Jeff Saturday off the street to become the head coach halfway through the season last year. That's all you need to know about the organization. I feel bad for Chris Ballard, their GM. I think he's a really good GM. I think he's a smart GM. I think he gets caught in between crazy ownership and making really bad decisions. And one of those really bad decisions is starting Anthony Richardson without Jonathan Taylor in That's the backfield. That was his insulation. It's his protection. It's. It, I, I just, I've never the seen good, anything like that. The good news for Anthony Richardson is that he does have Shane Steichen as his head coach. Yeah. So Shane, thinking of what he was able to accomplish with – um, You know, Jalen Hurts and hopefully, you know, Anthony is as driven as Jalen Hurts is. I don't know that much about Anthony. None of us really do. All we know is I see him as this version of Josh Allen, yeah. the big, strong, athletic quarterback that will get himself out of trouble, make a lot of spectacular plays. And then you're going to hit yourself upside the head and go, stop throwing the ball into these places for these interceptions to happen.
1: What's interesting with him, and and I know a lot of people did not watch Florida football last year because they were terrible. He actually wants to stay in the pocket. He's not one of these guys who, all right, first read's gone, I'm gone. No, he actually wants to throw the ball. There's an opportunity for him Mm -hmm. to be a real problem. The issue? I, that or I can't I can't with that organization. Look, there's three rookie quarterbacks starting. He's one of them. All three of them are going to have
2: a hell of a time deciphering defenses, making quick reads, getting throws off. Understanding what's happening around them, I always say this and Sam Darnold got killed for it because they had a mic on him, ESPN did. Yep. You know, they see ghosts. We as quarterbacks, yeah. when we were rookies, saw ghosts. Sometimes you think that there are fifteen guys out there on the field, things are moving so fast. So all three guys are really gonna struggle, and I think he probably more so than the other two.
1: I need I need a take from you here on this year's Jalen Hurts. You go back a year ago; they were a team that was nine and eight, got blasted in the playoffs. Some questions about Jalen. Obviously, Howie Roseman built an incredible roster, and Jalen Hurts worked his way into being fabulous. Who's this year's version of that? I'm hoping it's Kenny Pickett. Really? Uh, yeah, because I thought that
2: Kenny Pickett had a tremendous uh, preseason and off season. Uh, I watched a couple of his uh, throws in preseason. Watched the way that he carried himself. Listen to Mike. Tom, when talking about him, he's their only offensive captain as voted by the team. Uh, That's kind of amazing because most teams have five to ten captains. Everyone's a captain. Not Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh has one captain on offense, and and that's Kenny Pickett. And that tells me all I need to know about the way the team feels about him. Or maybe they're force-feeding this, saying that you need to be more of a leader and giving him the captainship. Will bring that part out of him, but I think that he's older. You remember, he's an older rookie. He's like Joe Burrow. When Joe Burrow came into the league, he had already been in Ohio State and LSU. He played with great teams and great players. You know, Kenny Pickett's a little bit older, and you know, oh, yeah. played right there at uh, University of Pittsburgh. So, I, I think that he's this year's Jalen Hurts.
1: All right, go to the Niners because I, you might think I'm nuts. I love the roster. I love the team. I feel like we got smartest guy in the room syndrome going on here with Kyle Shanahan. They're going into this with a straight face, people. With Brock Purdy, uh, where his elbow is spaghetti. Sam Darnold, who's still in the league, and they got rid of the number three overall pick. They gave up three first round picks to get because he was so atrocious, Boomer. I get they got to the NFC title game last year. I, I don't. I just don't see it. Well, I will say this: uh, without Nick Bosa. Uh, good luck. Yeah, I think, tough. you know,
2: he is uh, an incredible football player like T.J. Watt is for the Pittsburgh Steelers, like Miles Garrett is for. Why aren't they paying him? Isn't that the easiest guy well, to pay? I'm just going to tell you, you take a look at their 2024 salary requirements. They are huge. They have like seven guys that are making $20 million a year or more. And McCaffrey makes like 17 or whatever. He's it is. about 14. He's going to be 14 next year. Um, but it is a it is a, a huge number. It's going to be bigger than Aaron Donald. It's going to be the biggest number that a defensive lineman has ever had when it finally does come to fruition. Yeah. Same thing with Joe Burrow, by the way, in Cincinnati. they you 60 and I year. Right, and I would think that they're going to announce this by the end of the week um, that Joe Burrow is going to be like the highest-paid quarterback in the history of the league. So uh, San Francisco is a very good football team. They just they have to have Nick Bosa healthy, and he's got to be on the field
1: if they're going to be the team that we saw last year. Hey, I want to give you because I know you talked about New Orleans a little bit, but the NFC being wide open, the AFC it's hard to pick one because it's Bengals, it's Chiefs, it's Bills. Maybe the Ravens retooled. There's so many good teams. America's Pittsburgh. team, the Pittsburgh. Jaguars, yeah, Pittsburgh. Jags. But I want to bring up in the NFC. You know the hype. You know it's real. They're the most bet on team according to multiple sports books. To make the Super Bowl, head coach of the year, defensive player of the year, masters of the universe, the Detroit Lions. How much of the hype is real to you? I don't think
2: they make the Super Bowl, but I do think that they will win that division. Yes. Um, And I am – Now we're uh, cooking. uh, And I'll tell you why, because – this Jameer Gibbs kid is going to be a shot out of a cannon for them. Yeah, uh, Their running game is going to be terrific. Their offensive line is terrific. Jared Goff is a really good quarterback. I think he's had, what, three or four seasons over 4,000 yards. You want something fun? Yeah. His
1: last 24 games as a Lions, so about a year and a half sample size, he's the number two quarterback in the NFC by QBR. Well, there you go. So,
2: you know, he's a, he's a solid guy. They know what they have. Dan Campbell likes him and trusts him. You know, when it comes to the big games towards the end of the year, and you got to get in, the quarterback's got to do something fantastic, especially if your defense is not as good. They'll be better. As the other defenses that they're going to be playing against. I don't know about that. They'll I, be better. I, I, they'll be better. Do you trust me? me. worse. Just yes. trust, trust I, I learned from you last year. <laughs> and that's why I am picking the Lions to win the uh, the NFC North. We're today. off
1: to a good start, people. Listen, this is going to be exciting. Okay, so every week we're going to do the rundown. <laughs> then we have the picks. And I have a new feature to give you. We'll get to that momentarily. Then we save the best game of the week. And we just basically turn our microphones off. We let Boomer just bloviate for several minutes on that. And then it's the final word, and we're out of here. So sit tight, relax. We're going to go through every game in the league with a twist. We'll do it next. We are back for Season 2. It's kickoff with Boomer and Valenti